good morning and happy Sabbath tabernacle of praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're so happy to see you this morning. Please stand with me as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. You may be seated. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath. Oh, are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We all shall rejoice and be glad in it. He didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad that he did. Woke us up this morning. Started us on our way. Did he put food on your table? Clothes on your back. Amen. Clothed in our right mind. Praise God for the Sabbath. That was a beautiful uh, introduction in, into this service. So, so mellow. Sabbath rest. Amen. Listen, I just want to just welcome everyone here today. Um, those of you who are viewing with us online, we want to welcome you. We do know that you could be somewhere else. But we're so blessed and honored that you have chose to, to stop by our, our page. Amen. And worship with us in the virtual space. We also want to take a time, take time and welcome you who are here in the physical space. We know the bed didn't want to let you go. We understand and know that the covers had you wrapped tight. But you pressed and you shook it and you're here. Amen. If you had a week like I did, come on somebody. The bed didn't want to let me go. The sheets had me tight. But I had to let it go. Amen. 
and we are here today. So we want to welcome you here in the physical space. want to praise God for you. I'm looking. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the first time? Amen. Sister Tish. Amen. Call her out. Sister Tish, I didn't do it. I didn't call you out. But, <laughs> but we want to welcome you here. We thank God for you. Amen. Is that family? Everybody family in here. Amen. Well, Sister Tish, welcome home. God bless you. God, you said happy to be here. Amen. Want to see more of you too. But we serve a good God and he is truly worthy to be praised. I know we're like a week two into the, into the month. I know we sang happy birthday last Sabbath. Somebody had a Sabbath birthday last week, right? It was last. We had someone last week as well. Yeah. Mike had one last week. And then we got another Sabbath birthday. And it's today. And Jaden today. Today. Brother Carlos is a humble brother, but we want to sing to you. Can we sing happy birthday? To Brother Carlos and Jalen and Jaden and, 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 and who else? Jaden? Is that it? Amen. Jaden and Brother Carlos. Happy birthday to you. Praise God. We celebrate you. All anniversaries. Do we have any anniversary? Just wave your hand. Any anniversaries this week, this month? I know we have it this month, but do we have any this week? Amen. Well, we praise God for you. Um, just a couple of announcements I am going to get out of your way. I um, just want to remind you, of course, um, October the 29th, we'll be starting our revival. We do have the the flyers in the press and so we'll be passing those out within like next sabbath prayerfully they'll be ready on um, next sabbath we'll put those in your hands um, we want to get out tell your friends tell your family look we want to depopulate hell and populate heaven Amen. and so we want to tell our family and friends about a soon coming savior so we want to get this message out amen i can't do it by myself I need you. The praise team can't sing everybody into the kingdom. And I sure can't preach everybody into the kingdom. But with your help, we can tell everybody about a soon coming Savior to help get them into the kingdom. Because I don't want to be in the kingdom of God. And if it was something that I could have said or done to help somebody, amen, and I didn't do it. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. So listen, we want you to do your part. Um, and tell your family and friends, but you need to be here too. Amen. It's one thing to go and tell somebody else and then you don't show up. Amen. Amen. You don't want to show up at your, own, at your own party. Amen. But this is a party for you too. This is a celebration of you too. So you need to be in the house as well. And so we look for you to be here on October the 29th. We'll kick off that revival. Um, also, we want to remind our board we will be meeting on Monday. So mark your calendars for that. Um, we praise God for who he is and what he's doing yes. and what he's about to do. If you can just take a moment with me, let's bow our heads as we just offer up a word of prayer and invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into this place. Father God, again, we thank you. As we enter into this time of worship and fellowship, we pray now that you would transform this service. And Father God, help us to, help us to see you in the midst of our time here together. Thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing and what you are about to do. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. And amen, amen. again.
Won't he do it? Oh, come on now. Won't he do it? Hey, I can just kick in right there. I said, won't he do it? Won't he, will he? Will he, won't he? Amen. Amen. That's a Sister Brenda move right there. Won't he, will he? Amen. That's, a, that's how you worship. Amen. God is so good. He will do just what he said. We praise God for you this morning. We also want to just send a shout out and a hand. Can we just praise God for our junior ushers? What, what? Amen. On their, on their post. Amen. Hold it down. Keep them in order. Keep us in order. We praise God for you. We are on the move here as we now transition to our time of prayer. It's a beautiful thing to know that we serve a God that when we call on him, um, he doesn't just listen and take notes and log them in his portfolio, but, but he actually responds. He actually answers. Uh, many a times I've called on him. I've called on him this week. And, and, and he showed up. Amen. And so I know prayer works. I, I, I know that prayer changes things as well. There's been times when, when the enemy had plotted a course against me and against my family. And, and I entered into that time of prayer. I'm not talking about that, Lord, thouest. I'm talking about that, 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 that prayer time. Anybody ever laid prostrate before? Any, any, anybody ever just, just, just cried out to the Lord? Any, anybody ever just poured it all out? Oh, yes. I laid it before him, and, and he changed the course. He changed the direction. And so I know prayer works. Now, I don't know what you're going through. I, I, I don't know what, what's ailing you or what's pressing against you, but... But what I do know is that there is not a single one of us in here that don't have something going on in our lives. That's right, that's right. Hallelujah. I know we look good, smelling good. You may even be feeling good in the midst of all that is going on. But I don't believe God created us to just go through it. But he created us with the authority and the power to speak to the mountain. The Bible says mountain will be moved and so as we gather our thoughts as we approach God's throne we want us to remember our family members who are traveling and, and who will be traveling we also want to remember those that are battling with health challenges we have a few members that are having some health issues and so we want to lift them up in prayer as well and I'm quite sure some of us are sitting here and we had to press our way out of the bed Yes, but we're here by the goodness and the grace of God. And so we want to pray for you as well. For those of you who choose to, to come close to the altar, we do want to welcome you to come at this time. And for those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we just ask if you can reverently kneel as we approach the throne of God. It is prayer time.
loving Lord our God, our Savior, our Father, we thank you so much for what you have done and what you are doing and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. Father God, every time we come before your throne, we are mindful that we are not deserving of any of this. But for some reason, you saw fit to wake us up this morning and allow the blood to flow through our veins and the air to pump freely through our lungs. And so, Father, we're here because of you, not that we've done something miraculous or something great, but because of your goodness and your mercy that we are able to come here today. And so, Father, we want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for covering us over our last night lying down and our early morning rising. Thank you, Father, for just keeping a hedge of protection around us in the midst of all that is going on. Thank you, Father, for just being the true God and the real God and the only wise God. Thank you, Jesus. Words cannot even begin to describe or even express just how great you are. We just... As, but as, as, as best we know how, Father, we want to say thank you. And as we come, Father, we do want to ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Uh, Father, we have made some mistakes this week. I know I have fallen short, oh God, but, but yet here I stand yet again. And, and our Lord, I'm sure I'm not by myself. We've said some things. We've, we've done some things, oh God, that wasn't pleasing in your sight. And you didn't wipe us out the blood of Jesus covers us and so we thank you father and ask that you will forgive us even now from all of our sins and and not just forgive us father but but we're asking that you will help us to reflect you father in everything we say and everything that we do because it is our desire to be a people prepared to receive you in that great getting up morning so, Father, as we lay our petitions before you, we ask that you remember those that are having health, health issues. Lord, we have family members that are battling with health challenges. Some are battling with cancer. Some are battling with vertigo. Some are battling with depression. Some battling with mental illness. Lord, there is so much high blood pressure. Father God, so much. So we're asking that you will stop by each home, stop by each aisle, stop by each pew. Come down this altar call right now. And I ask in the name of Jesus that you will lay your hands on them right now, whatever it is that they're going through, that you will make the crooked road straight. And that when they leave, not just this building, but even this altar, oh God, that they will not leave the same way they came. Father, we have those that will be traveling today some that are already taken the road and we just ask that you would just go before them even now. We ask that you will cover the tires, the engine, the transmission, whatever it is, to keep that vehicle moving forward. Keep them alert. Keep them focused. Set up a protection around them that other motorists will stay in their lane. Oh, Father, we thank you. And we're not just saying this, but we're claiming it by the power of the Holy Ghost. It is so. As we have said it, it is done. So, Father, thank you for hearing and answering. As it relates to this service today, we thank you for what have already transpired. We thank you, Father, for just being a very present help in the time of storm. Thank you for being a God, a true God, a friend, a brother, a mother, and a father. Just being everything that we need. Father, we have family members that are viewing online. Lord, we ask you a covering over them as well. Father, we have an online presence that it is powerful. 
And Father, we know that it is because of you. So as they tune in, as they hear the message, as they hear the singing, as they see the fellowship, Father, if those that are in the city, we ask that you would just bring them here. Father, we ask that you would just fill our walls, fill our pews, fill this temple with not just your presence and your glory, but with the people of God. Do that now, oh God. That at the end of the day, oh God, it will be you. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Cover our conference as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Good morning, church family. Good morning. Oh, you can do better than that. Good morning, church family. Good morning. All right. Glad to see everyone's smiling face. I know uh, if you didn't notice, I wasn't here last week. Me and Lakita were out. And I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about time today, our stewardship of time, talent, temple, and treasure. Today, I want to focus on time. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, come aside and rest for a minute. You know, take some time out. I know y'all busy doing what I asked you to do, but it's okay to take a break now and then. And he gives us his blessed Sabbath every seven days so we can take a break at least seven days. But it's okay to take a little more of a break. So last week we took a nice break, and we went way up to uh, New England in Maine and Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, all those areas. You know, to see the nice fall foliage and the leaves and the trees. And, and it was so beautiful. The leaves are just magnificent up there. And I was so surprised to find out that Vermont and New Hampshire, both states are just full of mountains and forests. I didn't know that. Being from Missouri here, it's flat. You don't see any mountains down here. And when we see forests, they don't last for long. A few miles and then you back to flat. Up there is all mountains, all forests. And the trees were just as bright as this shirt I'm wearing. That bright orange, red, and green, and yellow. And it was a great time. We went hiking, rode around these little villages and towns, sightseeing. And it's kind of funny when you see those little villages. Here in St. Louis, it's city, right? Mm -hmm. They got a few cities, but mostly it's little villages, like 20,000 people or 5,000 people. And it was just so much fun, so relaxing, so peaceful. We went to the highest mountain on the East Coast, looked out over the uh, Atlantic Ocean. You can see Canada. We're only 50 miles from Canada. You can look off the mountain and see it. And I said, isn't God good? Yeah. All this beauty out here, we need to take time to get out and enjoy God's beauty. Mm -hmm. So we came back and we uh, had a, sh a short uh, changeover in Chicago. And I was just thinking about it when I saw the pastor. He's up moving. I'm thinking, the pastor, he's a two-stepper. <laughs> right. Chicago two-stepper, <laughs> the way he moved. So we were in Chicago for the layover, and we had, to, we had to get there. The plane was an hour late, and you don't want a connection to be an hour late, right? Because they're not going to wait on you. But we, somehow the, the uh, pilot made up an hour in the air. And we got there, and I looked out the plane when I said, that's our connection right there. I said, let's hurry up. Well, you can plan to hurry up all you want, but once people stand up, you're stuck. Uh -huh. 
right there in the aisle. We waiting, and I'm like, they could have told those people, let us off first, because we got a connection. So we hustled off. We ran next to the very next gate. God is so good. It's the next gate. So we could see the plane, and we ran across there, and I said, hey, this is our plane. Let us on the plane. And the door was still open, and the lady said, it's too late. And I said, what you mean it's too late? The door is open. We right here. We got our stamps. We got our boarding pass. She said, no, you can't get on. I said, this is our connection. We just got off that one. She's like, you need to talk to customer service. So I ran over to customer service. I talking to customer service. She said, I don't know why she sent you to me. She's the one decides if you can get on the plane. And I looked back over there. She had shut the door. And once you shut the door, you can't get on. It's, it's a law now. You can't get on. And I'm thinking to myself, ain't this something? <laughs> it would have taken her four seconds. Beep our little stance. Beep, 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 beep. And we on there. And I was like, she didn't want to show four seconds of kindness that would have got us home in about an hour and a half. So now, because she chose not to be kind for four seconds, now we subject to more hotel fees. Mm. We subject to carrying our luggage all over that big old airport. And we ended up spending the night at the airport. 12 hours of sleeping on this hard floor in these bad seats. They don't want you sleeping in airports. You'll break your neck nodding off in the airport, uh, those hard seats. So all because she didn't show four seconds of kindness. It changed what we were able to do, changed our lives a little bit. And I was thinking about that. I said, you know, people don't think four seconds matters, but it does. So I was thinking, what if we, as Christians, of course, four seconds making such a difference in somebody's lives. And I'm thinking, next time you see your spouse, how about four seconds of kindness? How about taking four seconds to say, I love you? And with your children, how about four seconds of encouragement instead of discouragement and punishment? How about just taking four seconds to tell them how much you love them? Four seconds with each other as church family. Instead of being judgmental, let's point to Christ and say, he's soon to come. I want to be ready. How about you? It only takes four seconds to make a big difference in somebody's life. And I want to challenge you, your next four-second interaction with someone, make it something that Christ will be proud of. Amen. Make it something that he would say, that's why I love you. Make it something that Jesus would say, that's my servant, you know, and I'm proud of them. Use your four seconds of time to do something good and to spread kindness to the world. Amen? Amen. Would our deacons come forward to lift our morning tithe and offerings? We thank you so much for being so faithful in tithe and offering. You see our lights are shining brightly. The fans are turning. The uh, music is playing. And we're able to come in here because of your love and your generosity and your honesty in returning a faithful tithe and offering. Continue to remember if you can't be here in person to return it, return it through our cash app, dollar sign T-O-P giving, or also mail it to our treasurer. And you can also go to AdventistGiving.org and look up Tabernacle of Praise, Spanish Lake, Missouri. Let us pray. 
Lord, we thank you for this beautiful and blessed privilege you've given us of sharing our time, talent, temple, and treasure with others to show forth the love of Christ. Bless us, dear Lord, to be honest and faithful in all that we do. May others see Christ in us, and may they inquire also how they may be saved. Bless this offering which is being given and tithe, that it will be used for a worthy purpose of spreading the gospel message to all the world in this generation. In the name of Jesus, amen.
I surrender. Lord, I surrender. I was I surrendered years ago. I can't even recall. I think it was 1986 when I first encountered Jesus in my life. 1986, I was walking the streets of Indianapolis, Indiana. It's, it's about three hours from Chi-Town. That's probably where you see that two-step come in at, but <laughs> help me, Lord. <laughs> but um, back in the day, um, but I encountered my Lord and Savior walking those streets, and um, I, I was trying to go and do some things that I shouldn't be doing. And a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, we actually used to go out together, good friend, um, she had gotten converted, and um, I was on my way to do some things, and she was stepping off of a bus, and she said, John. I said, that's my friend, Tammy. And I held up and waited for her, and, and to my surprise, you know, I don't know if you ever expected one thing from a person, and then when they open their mouth, they just throw you all for a loop. Yeah, she said, Jesus, save my, oh my God. <laughs> Wasn't ready for that. And because we were good friends, I didn't want to kick her to the curve or play her down or be, you know, so I listened to her talk about her God. And so a couple of days later, I was going out, elder, to do some things I shouldn't be doing again so I said you know Tammy normally gets off on the bus on 10th street so I'm gonna go on down to 16th street <laughs> y'all know where I'm going with this <laughs> and I live on 10th so I'm literally going out of my way to avoid my sister Tammy So right before I put my hand on the handle, John, true story, true story. So I turned and looked, and Lord have mercy, Tammy Shirley. And we walked, and she talked about her God, and I had stuff in one pocket and stuff in the other. And she talking about her God. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the truth, truth. And I'm going to tell you, before I knew it, I don't know when it all happened. But one day, Elder, I'm knocking on Tammy's door, wanting to hear more about Jesus. To the point that where Tammy was so, she was so, she was so powerful. I'm not sure where Tammy is now, but Tammy was so she was so in she was so in love with Jesus. She had about six of us sitting in, and I don't sit Indian style. <laughs> I don't sit Indian style, but she had us sitting Indian style in the park. <laughs> Talking about I surrender. And she told us about Jesus, and uh, long story short, I 
told her I wanted to get baptized. Now, I've never been to this church before, and, but because of her faith, because of her love, because of her excitement, and because I'm starting now to see changes in my life, I'm, I'm trying to avoid Tammy over here, and she's showing up over there. I'm misplacing stuff. I don't know what's going on. And it was nothing but God, the Holy Spirit, working. And so I told her I wanted to go to the church and get baptized, and I'm going to shut it down right here. And I went to work this particular um, day, and I was so excited. I got off work, and I ran home, um, changed clothes, threw on my best Sunday you know, the pants, those, I ain't going to describe those pants with the pockets in the front. Anybody know about those pants? <laughs> I'm dating myself now. Yeah, it had a little pocket right there. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Work with me. <laughs> Somebody know what I'm talking about. I had the big Bible, Sister Bev. I'm talking about that Bible with Jesus on the front. I had the biggest Bible. You know that one that stayed on Psalms? I rode up in that church, I was going to slay everything. <laughs> and I get off work, I get home, I call Tammy, I had my big Bible, I had my pants on with the pockets in the front. and <laughs> She said that they had such a good time in church that, 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 that day that she was tired and she didn't, she didn't feel like going. I cried like a baby. I got on my knees and I cried. And the Lord must have heard me. That's how I know prayer works. She must have rang my phone and said she felt so bad, though she felt convicted. And matter, matter of fact, another young man that was sitting in Indian style with us that day, he, was, he showed up at the house. So we were all ready to go. But she said she didn't want to go. She was tired. She had a headache. And long story short we go to that church and I get baptized and I was so excited and so in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus I was so in love with him read my Bible and told my friends I just cut everybody off I just shut it down I said you know what if Jesus coming the way Tammy said it I don't want to be left around uh -uh, no the way Tammy put that thing I think everybody ought to be lined up around the walls because Tammy said when Jesus come it, it, it's going to be hell on earth she said hell is not a place you want to be she got to talk about the devil now though her little theology was a little off but 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 she convinced me here I am today. And I thank God for Tammy. It was of another denomination, another faith. But I'm here today as a result of this young lady doing what she believed God had called her to do. And I believe, family of God, that as we go into this revival, that this is exactly what God is looking for. That level of commitment, that level of dedication, that type of love. But see, when we don't love and when we're not committed, when we're not dedicated, you can't expect somebody else to be dedicated. You want to see folk, but we're not willing to do the work. And so we have to. We have to have that love. And so I thank God for us being here today. I thank him for his love and his mercy. I thank him for keeping us and keeping me. Like I said, I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't brought up doing any of this. I didn't know none of this. Let alone pastor in a church and have folk listening to me the way you are. Who, who would have thought? 
the way I used to slip and slide and dip and dive and all of that. Who would have thought that God would place me in this position? That's why I don't, I don't, I can't get caught up in stuff. See, I'm fighting a, a whole nother battle. I'm fighting to stay in the kingdom. And stuff show up that press your mind and want to throw you out and want to have you. As I told my wife this morning, one of those 1985 flashbacks. Notice I said I met Tammy. She witnessed me in 86. I'm talking about 85. And I'm not trying to allow the enemy to thrust me back into the old. Oh, no. I don't believe that he brought me this far to leave me. Oh, oh I felt something. I, I don't believe that God will do all that he did in my life to turn around and leave me. So I do what I do with the passion, with love, and with conviction because I believe in the God that I preach and teach about. Oh, no, 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 this isn't for show. That's why I don't worry about anything. I don't know popularity contests. Trying to win no awards here. Trying to get into the kingdom. I want to see my family in just like I would, you want to see your family in. I have a passion and a desire to be saved just like you have a passion and a desire to be saved. And so I love even when the, it's difficult to love. And so I trust him even when it's difficult to trust him. Because I recognize that this thing that we're in is real. And the enemy, hear me family, the enemy going to try, he's going to try to knock you off your game. But if you don't fight, sometimes you got to fight for yourself. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you, you, you gotta quit expecting mama and expecting daddy to. Sometimes you gotta call it for yourself. Sometimes you gotta say, Jesus, for yourself. And see, when we call on mama and daddy and the elders and the that's just extra power. I'm gonna call that extra power. But you have everything you need in Jesus. The same God that woke me up this morning is the same God that woke you up this morning. The same God that, 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 that poured power on the disciples is the same God. The same Holy Spirit that fell down on Pentecost is the same Holy Spirit. Greater things will you be able to do. In fact, do you believe it? Do you believe it? We're going to jump into this Bible. That was a little, that was a little appetizer for you, getting ready for the, for the main course. But if you have your Bibles with you, <laughs> you can turn with me to the book of, of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, we want to start with chapter 44. And we're going to read just a few verses. Isaiah Chapter 44, we want to start with verse 6 and read down to verse 8. And when you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. Isaiah 44, 6 through 8. I'll read the first verse, you read the second verse, and we'll read the third verse together. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, 
the Lord of hosts. I am the first and the last. Beside me there is no God. Altogether, verse 8. Do not fear, nor be afraid. I have not told you altogether. Is it? Oh, he didn't change the screen. Oh, I thought I was in this by myself. Okay, then. okay is that it up there now? Amen. Let's do eight, eight all together. And do not fear, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declare it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. Today, I want us to talk on just a little subject of the incomparable God, the incomparable God. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for what you have done, what you're doing and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. We ask that you will forgive us even now of our sins. Speak to us through thy word, for thy word is truth. I must now decrease, that the word of God may increase. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated in the presence of a mighty God. The incomparable God or the unparalleled, the unsurpassed, the unmatched God. Um, is the God that we read about here in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6 begins with a prophetic formula. He starts out by saying, thus says the Lord, uh, identifying the following words as div a divine speech. In other words, this is what God is saying. Uh, these aren't my words. I want us to understand in the beginning and the onset that, 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 that this is not just uh, man interpreting or writing down, but, but, but this is what the Lord is saying. As typically uh, occurs in Isaiah, we find, thus saith the Lord. Isaiah 40 through 45 or through 55, we find where Isaiah is making this, thus saith the Lord. Uh, other, other titles are even added uh, to this formula. The verses identifying God in four different ways. Uh, first, he starts out by saying, Lord, often it's said in small caps or, or, or in this case, all caps. You say, say, Lord. He is Lord. Uh, it, 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 is, it is conventionally uh, uh, translated uh, as, as Yahweh. You know, uh, uh, Yahweh simply means uh, uh, to breathe in and to breathe out. Yahweh. In most English Bibles, this is what we find, but, 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 but it is God's personal name. Now the writer is making it very clear that this is invoking century-long conventional relationships between God and God's people. So now the writer is letting us know that we're talking about not just the God of right now, but we're talking about the creator God. 
The God that, 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 that led the children, the God that spoke to, to Moses. We're talking about the God, the, the living God, the, the only wise God. Uh, this is what uh, uh, Yahweh, the king of Israel, uh, is, is talking about. The Lord has always been king of Israel. But you see, we have to understand that Israel has not always known, has always known other kings. Many years earlier, they said to Samuel, give us a king to judge us. This here displeased Samuel, but God said, listen to the voice of the people and all that they tell you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. Because, see, they want a king because they see other nations with a king. You see, it's so easy for us to look around and see how other people are moving. That's why Instagram and TikTok and all these different platforms can be very dangerous because we look on there and we see everybody doing great things, doing big things. And it seems like our life is just standing still. Our, our, our life is just, it's just an average life because I'm looking at my friends that I went to high school with and they posting all of these wonderful things. And it seems like my life has come to an abrupt halt no blessings over here there is no excitement over here my marriage isn't exciting anymore because I look on Facebook I look on I see all of these wonderful things the children of Israel said we want a king too I mean they have one so God said hey hold on don't don't get mad at the people because what they fail to realize is that is is that they're not mad at you they're mad at me. That's why even when we come and have our service together and we understand why, where are the people, let's just be real. Well, you have to understand, don't make it personal. Don't take it personal. It's not you. I say that all the time. Elder, whenever I go to a new spot, I always say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, hold on, devil. Uh-uh, don't put that on me. I just got here. So I refuse to take on someone else's issues. So what's really going on is not a me thing, but it's a God thing. Just be clear, tell the truth, or shame the devil. Because we have to understand that sometimes we allow stuff to get on us that don't supposed to be on us. Sometimes we allow stuff to affect us and it shouldn't affect us because you're making it about you when it's really about God. And the problem is, is that when you make it about you, you will always be frustrated. You will always be unhappy. You will always be sad. You will always have drama because now you're trying to do what only God can do. You have now put yourself in the place of God. Well, maybe if we did this better. Or maybe if we did that better. And the reality is you can do all of those things better. You can even do them great. You can do, it, you, you can do an amazing job. But if their relationship with God isn't right, I don't care how well you do it. I don't care how well you make it. It doesn't matter because the issue is not you. It's not the church, but it's an issue with God. I got folk online listening to me right now. And I want to make it very clear. That is not the church. But it's your relationship with God. Because how can we get mad at the church when the church is made up of people? And have the people come to church. 
but we mad at the church. No, 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 no. It's not the church. It's not a building. It's a relationship with God because, see, when you have a relationship with God, it doesn't matter what these, what, what, I'm going to say, boy, I'm, oh, Jesus. Boy, you should have saw y'all for y'all like, oh, Lord, Pastor, the went in. <laughs> he done went in deep. <laughs> Told you, 85, 85. Just keep that in mind, 85, 85. <laughs> and then when you say 85, then you say, Lord, help the pastor. So when you say 85, help the pastor. <laughs> don't, don't, don't leave that part out. You say 85, help the pastor. <laughs> because it's not us it's not me but it's our relationship with God because again like I was trying to say it it, it doesn't matter who's in here and who's not in here if you have a strong relationship with God and don't you know I get it I get it I get it and we're in the text I get it because see I can't see God the way you see God well you know well you know I you know what God is moving me in this direction well let me tell you something God is not a uh, the author of confusion God don't just be doing stuff over here and then he said he's going to do something different over there. The Bible says test the spirit by the spirit. And so let's just be real. Let's just be upfront and let's be honest with ourselves first and quit looking outside the looking outside ourselves. Let's 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 just take a pause for the cause and let's quit looking at all the stuff that's going on on Capitol Hill. Let's just kick that to the curve. Let's quit looking at all the stuff that's going on in the police. And let's I, I get it. Kick it to the curve. Let's just quit looking at all of this stuff that's going on with the president. I get it. I realize it. Let's start by looking at what's wrong with with us, with me, right here. Let's start there. Let me get my, my relationship right. Let me get my commitment level up before I expect somebody else's commitment level to be up. Let me get my tithing intact before I try to check somebody else. Let me get my time together with Jesus together first before I try to uh, uh, get on somebody else about their time. And so God is making it here in Isaiah. He's making it very clear. Of, okay, don't get mad. Don't look at other folks. See, they're not mad at you. They're mad at me. They're upset at me right now. He said, just listen to their voices. And so we understand and know that, that the word of God is very clear. The word of God is, is, very, is very pronounced. He says, listen to their voice. However, you shall protest solemnly to them and shall show them the way of the king who shall reign over them. So in other words, what you need to do, don't, 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 uh -uh, but show them Jesus through your life. Don't throw stones. Don't get mad at them. Don't, don't, don't go, you know, hating on them. Amen. Uh, 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 let's not do that. Let's show them Jesus. Let's continue to promote the kingdom of God. Let's continue to show the love of God. Let's not throw no haterade out there. But let's show them the love of God. Yes, they dress a little different. Show them the love of God. Yeah, they may not be eating the way. I, I get it. Show them the love of God. Let's not make this thing about us. 
But let's make it about the one who, can, who, 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 who was trying to save us. And so we understand and know that Saul was the first king, then David, and then Solomon, and then the profusion, this here, this here profusion of good and bad kings uh, 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 came about. And now the children are saying, listen, we want a king like everybody. And all this stuff came about as a result of them wanting their king. And God is saying, just let them have it. Let them have it. Let them have that moment. Because, see, once, once they get in it, then they'll be able to see. Sometimes it's hard to see stuff when you're on the outside looking in. Sometimes you see better when you're inside. Your perspective changed. Your ideas began to become a little bit more sharp. And now you understand what they were saying on the outside. Because now you're in it. Okay, okay, y'all looking at me, y'all looking at me. <laughs> I, re, I, re, I remember, you know, I always try to, I try not to tell my story, but for whatever reason, it keeps showing up. <laughs> and my dad used to tell me all the time, my dad used to tell me all the time, he said, he said, he said, he said, son, he said, one thing I can't stand is a liar and a thief. Those, those, those two things used to grate him. And, um, and, 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 and it wasn't until I had uh, somebody steal from me and lie to me that I understood exactly what my dad talking about, what he was talking about. I mean, I literally had somebody come in my room and take $5 off my dresser and then had the nerve to tell me he found it. <laughs> and I'm still to this day trying to figure out how you can go in somebody else's house and find their stuff. Needless to say, I got my fire back. And so, and so, and, and so there was this here, there was that, that you know, a, a God is saying, listen, listen, I need you to understand, thus said the Lord, the king of Israel, I am the king, whether they want me to be their king or not, whether they like it or not, whether they profess it or not, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter, I am the king. This is what the Bible is saying. Not only that, but I love that. I, I, I love it. He said, he, he said he is the king of Israel, which is encourages the exile audience not to despair that they no longer have a helmet ruler after Babylon had disposed the last divided king. In other words, God reminds their true ruler at the source and their hope. God is saying, listen, you may not see a physical king, but I need you to understand and know that I am your king. That I've never stopped kinging over you. I've never stopped lording over you. I've never stopped ruling over you. Whether you wanted me to or not, I am your king. And I'm going to be honest with you. I try to. I try to be as transparent as much as possible without making myself looking scary. Because sometimes you can tell too much about yourself and you have folks sidestepping you when you come down the street. 
by knowing, you know, and, 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 and so I want you to know and I, and I want you to understand that, 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 uh, that, 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 that God, whether, 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 whether you believe it or not, God is still in control. That he, that, 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 that he still reigns supreme. And so God says, I'm king. I'm the king of all things. God reminds them their true ruler and source of hope. God said, I'm just going to let you know, you don't have to be in a hopeless state. You really don't have to go through this thing by yourself. I just need somebody in here to understand and know that what you are going through, God is saying, I'm right there with you. But the reality is God have to allow stuff to come to us in order to show us that he is the king of of kings and the Lord of Lords. That's why I've gotten to the point in my walk, Sister Wellington, to realize that whatever comes my way, God, if it's from your hands, I'm good with it. But I have to be careful at times, Elder, because I realize that sometimes the enemy want to throw his hand in there. And every now and again, we can get the two mixed up if we're not careful, if we're not prayerful, if we're not mindful, if we're not watchful. The Bible even tells us that, that we'll call good bad and bad good we'll get it all discolored and disconfigured and we'll look at something that the enemy done blessed us with and we'll stand back and say God did it and then there are some things that God will give us then we'll stand back and say that somebody else did it and we gotta be careful that we don't get stuff mixed up Jesus God king of kings the God is saying that I am the source of your supply whatever you need I'm gonna give it to you and then he goes on to say not only is he the our Lord and our king but now the writer comes back and say he is our redeemer uh, uh, you know you know he's letting us know that God is the redeemer you see redemption involves bringing liberty to a captive usually through the payment of a ransom and so when we start talking about when the when God start now talking about I'm your redeemer, we need to now start wrapping our minds around the fact that something had to be something that it cost something. Let me say it like that, that it wasn't free. I, 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 I know we say, it, it, you know, it's been paid for, but somebody had to pay it. So when God is now saying, I am not only your Lord, I'm not only your your king but I'm also your redeemer in other words I redeemed you from something I paid the price so that you don't have to pay the price I've laid my life down so that you don't have to lay your life down I redeemed you You see, a person could redeem a slave by paying the owner in a, a, of the slave. And in some cases, people who were quite poor would sell themselves into slavery as a means of survival. Or they would sell the land that they had become, that, that was given to them down through generations. And in situations like that, sometimes family members would step in and they would purchase the land. I purchased the person in order to get them in the clear. It's like my brother, if my brother was, was, in, a, was, in, a, was in a bind and 
and he ended up selling himself or selling his property, what I would do as his brother, I would come and I would purchase it and then I let my brother go free. But see, we were in a time here where people were selling, selling themselves and selling their property and people were now lordship over them. And God is saying, listen, let me explain something to you. I have come now and I have redeemed you to myself. And not only that, but now I'm going to set you free. I'm going to set you free from the penalties. I'm going to set you free from all of the taxes. I'm going to set you free from all of the issues. I'm going to set you free from all of the back. I'm going to set you free now. And the question is, family of God, what are you doing with the freedom that God has given you? He said, I've redeemed you. Yahweh, Yahweh's redeeming Israel is in, the, is, in, is in vain. You see, Yahweh is Israel's God and Israel is his people. But yet Yahweh has a stake in restoring their relationship to the way it was meant to be. God is their God, but, but, but Israel is not seeing God as their God. But yet it didn't stop God from redeeming them. Yahweh saved Israel on numerous occasions, but his foremost redemptive act was liberating Israel from its slavery in Egypt. And when redemption is mentioned, that is the redemption that will come to mind. Now that Israel is once again in captivity, this reminded that Yahweh once redeemed Israel holds our possibility that he will do it again. He did it before he'll come and he will do it again so he's their redeemer you see redeemer is a metaphor uh, uh, for God in Israel in ancient Israel this is this is a metaphor God is saying listen I am your God this 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 I, I, I am your God I am your redeemer I am your Lord I am your king I am the first. I am the last. He goes on to say that, 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 that besides me, there is no other God. So what are you looking for? Or, or why is it that we still seem to find ourselves looking for God in all the wrong places? Why is it that we still can't seem to realize that he is the only God, the only hope, the only source, and the only help? I remember early in my Christian walk, I used to, once I, once I got into the church and was doing quite well, was excited about church and I told you before, I remember one of my friends called. I was probably about eight months in. That's all I did was church. That's all I did. I was locked and loaded. And one of my friends called and said, John, we're having a celebration for one of our friends. And they wanted to, he wanted to know if I would just, just stop by for a few minutes. I knew that, you know, when you're fooling with the devil, there is no few minutes. Uh, you know, the devil don't wear watches. You know, he just going to do what he's going to do. And I toiled over that thing, and I even had the nerve, family of God, to even go to the altar and kneel down and pray and ask God, could I go out? Yeah. 
And I can sense the spirit strong on me that day, and I felt the presence of the Lord, and the Lord was like, no, don't do it. But you know me, you know, you know me, you know, you know, you don't take no for an answer. You know, you know, I, I have to, I, you know, Lord is just my friends. You know, we, we, I haven't seen them in a while. I understand, son, but you don't need to go. But, you know, God, they said that, you know, I'm just going to show about five minutes. And I continued on, family of God, till I felt nothing, heard nothing, sensed nothing. It was as if the Holy Spirit went. And I felt like I was at the altar all by myself. And I got up off my knees, and that weekend, I went out with my friends, and it took me some 10-plus years to find myself back in somebody's church. And not even, not even going into, into, into what happened once I left the church, because you do know once you leave the church, the Bible says you become seven times worse. So now I'm finding myself experiencing things that I've never experienced before. I'm finding myself in places that I've never been before. I'm finding myself with individuals that I've never hung out with before. He says, I'm the only, I'm your only hope. And, and one day I got to the point. But the Lord had to let me know. He said, son, because, I, you know, you would go out there for so long and then you would come back in and, you know, things would get rough out there. And then you just need a need a little break. And then you would get back in the church and find yourself on the on the front pew trying to trying to live it like you used to live it, trying to experience it like you used to. You know, you remember back in the day, uh, uh, back when I first started going to church. And so your clap is off. You're not clapping like you used to. You can just feel it in your in the rhythm. The rhythm is off. The whole the whole system is off. And, 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 and the church is in an uproar. And you think they just worshiping God but they're just glad to see you in there because they know where you've been they know that the devil has been on you they know that you've been in a dark place and they just so glad that their prayers have been answered so what they were really excited about wasn't the fact that I was just sitting there but that God brought me back that I didn't die while I was out there when I should have been dead sleeping in my grave and the rhythm was off. I didn't feel it like I used to. I didn't sense it all the way to even in my marriage. I remember telling my wife, I said, baby, I don't feel the Holy Spirit like I used to. I feel like my walk with the Lord, I felt a closer walk with him. I felt like me and Jesus was literally boys, like, like, like before I could think or thought God was moving on my behalf. I felt the anointing. I felt the power. It, 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 it was such a, a real experience that had something had, had taken over me, and I knew I wasn't the same. I knew something had grabbed hold of me, and I knew it wasn't something of a, of a normal sense. Because you're talking about, you're talking about a young man. You're talking about a, a young man that when, that when individuals found out that he was in church, that he had gotten saved. I'm talking about individuals when they found out that I was in church, they too ran to the church. They said, well, this God must be real because if John saved, he must be coming real soon. I was that guy. I was that guy. 
And every day of my life since then, family of God, can I just be real up in here today? I've been fighting a war of trying to stay in the presence of God. When the enemy tries to show up and and, and throw stuff at me, I got to hold back when I want to let go. Because I understand and I realize that in letting go, you would do more damage. Oh, yes. And sometimes we don't realize just how powerful we are as believers, as children of God. Not just me, that's just my story. But your story is no different. That if you were to leave, it would affect so much. That's why I don't understand when folk can just come in and go out and come in and go out. And that's what the Lord told me. He said, son, you go in, you come out, you go in, you come out, you're in and out. He said, son, if you notice, have you noticed something? I said, no, Lord, what do I need to know? He said, haven't you noticed that every time you go out, you come back in? Why not just stay in? (laughs) I said, that makes sense. Because in staying in, does that mean I don't have a problem? Yes, I got some stuff jumping off. But guess what? It ain't mine to deal with, baby. You know why? Because my father got it all under control. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And I recognize and realize that this is not going to be an easy task. That the enemy's going to throw some stuff at me. I realize that. But guess what? I got something for him. You know what I got? I got prayer. And so whenever it gets too heavy, I call on him. I say, Jesus, my Savior, you told me a long time ago uh, that you got my back. That's how I talk to him. I said, Jesus, uh, you told me a long time ago uh, that you would put no more on me than what I can handle. That's how I deal with it. You understand? I don't know how you talk to him, but I say, Jesus, uh, you said you got me, and I believe that you got me, but the way it looks like right now, uh, it seems like it's just too much jumping right now. Could you just hold back the winds uh, just for a little while, uh, just long enough for me to breathe uh, and before I know it uh, everything had come peaceful in my life won't it will he he has proven to me time and time again and guess what family of God and the closer we get to the end of this thing oh yes you think we're looking at, 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 at some empty seats now guess what it's going to be even more empty and the truth of the matter is uh, the very person that you're sitting next to may be the very person that turned you in because you have to understand something here that this thing is real And it's easy to talk about what you're going to do before you're in the situation. But when you're in the situation and they're talking about taking your life, they're talking about snatching babies, they're talking about kicking you out of your home. Oh, yes, we're going to see just how much you love Jesus then, just how true you are to your word. So if you're not true now, if you can't run with the footman, what are you going to do when the horsemen come? If this stuff right here got you breaking and bowing and knees buckling, what are you going to do? do when all this stuff really hit the fan. Uh, that's why you got to be locked and loaded. That's why you got to have an attitude of praise, uh, a gratitude of praise. Uh, that's why it doesn't matter. Come hell or high water, it doesn't matter. I'm going to trust him uh, even when I can't trace him. Uh, I'm going to believe in him uh, even when believing is unbearable. And I'm going to hold on uh, even if I got to holler because I recognize uh, the God that I serve. Uh, He's able to do all things. He will put no more on me than what I'm able to handle. And so I got it. I took the brakes off. 
I can't stop if I choose to. I'm rolling with Jesus. That's all I got. I don't know nothing else. And the truth of the matter is, I don't want to know nothing else. <laughs> I got everything I need in Jesus. And so when stuff happens, it don't take me. Let me move on here. I'm getting all behind. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little, a little beside myself. So, 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 so the word of God says here, he said, besides me, there is no other. And who can proclaim as I do? Who can, who can, who you going, who you going to turn to? Who, who you going to call on besides me? And I welcome the, you know, for you to try, you know, that's what he said. That's how, see, see, when you are confident, and who you are, when, 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 you, when, when you know who you are, it, 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 you, we're going to try it. You see, I'm confident in who I am. That's what God is saying. I, I, I'm secure in who I am. So I welcome you to go and call anybody. Go, go search high. Go look low. It doesn't matter. There's nobody greater. And this is what he's saying. Go ahead and look because there is no one. Who can you go and proclaim this to? Let them declare it and set it in order for me. Go ahead and do it. And then come back and tell me who they are. And I guarantee you, you will come back and you will say you're the one. So why do we even continue down that path? Why do we continue to move in that direction? He says, I have appointed you, I have appointed you, the ancient people, and the things that are coming and shall come. Let them show these to them. And here it is in verse 8. I'm about to wrap it up. He says, do not fear. Neither be afraid. You see, you see, the Israelites have many reasons to be afraid. They have seen their beloved Jerusalem destroyed and many of its inhabitants killed. They have been enslaved by Babylonians for many years. Then there seemed to be no end to it. But however, Yahweh, uh, through the prophet uh, uh, Isaiah, has assured Israel uh, that Yahweh has not abandoned her, uh, that Babylonians' uh, power might seem legitimate right now but it's limited i want you to understand what it seems like it's going to go on for a very long time it seemed like everything is just going to continue to move downward it seemed like stuff is just piling up on you but i want you to know that there is an expiration date that there is an end date that there is a day where all that will come to an end and yahweh has placed israel in exile and yahweh will release israel Israel from exile. Now he's saying, uh, don't be afraid. Uh, don't be fearful. I, I don't need you to get caught up in what you see. Um, I need you to understand that I have power even over that. Uh, that I have everything um, in the palm of my hand. So don't get caught up. Please don't get caught up. 
Because here it is, having I declared to you uh, 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 the latter, the uh, second part uh, uh, of verse eight, having I declared to you uh, 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 long ago and shown it to you, you are my witnesses. That's why I'm protecting you because your life is a testimony. Oh, I wish I had you right there. Your life speaks volume. I know it looks crazy to somebody else, but I need you to look at it through my eyes because see, they don't see what I see and they don't know what I. I know I'm looking beyond your faults and I'm seeing exactly what you need. Oh, I wish I had somebody right there to understand that God is not looking at you right here. He's looking down the road. He's seeing you standing in pulpits. He's seeing you preaching the gospel. He's seeing you telling a dying world about a soon coming Savior. I get it and I understand that it seems like your life is messed up right now. I get it and I understand it seems like all hell is breaking loose. But God is saying I'm looking beyond all of that uh, and I'm seeing a great warrior for me. Um, I'm seeing a mighty woman of God. Uh, I'm seeing men of valor. God is saying I'm looking beyond your circumstances. Uh, I know your back is aching uh, and your body is, is aching uh, but I'm looking beyond the pain uh, and I'm seeing somebody else's breakthrough uh, through your life. Uh, through your pain uh, comes somebody else's gain. Uh, through your misfortune uh, somebody else is being blessed uh, because what I got for you uh, on the other side. Uh, you will stand back and you will look up and you will shake and scratch your head. Uh, you mean this is for me? Uh, yes, yes, baby girl. Uh, everything you went through, uh, I was going taking you through it uh, to bring you to this over here. I know you couldn't see it back then because your brain was limited. I know it seemed unfair because your brain was limited. Uh, I know you thought it was unfair and that things were being mistreated and that you were being mishandled. Uh, but I I need you to understand I was looking down the road. I was looking further down the road than your little poor brain can see. And I saw greatness in your life. I saw a breakthrough in your life. And I just need somebody to understand and know that God makes no mistakes. That God see you where you are. He know you're going through stuff. He know that your taxes are due and your bills are piling. He know that your children are acting wayward. He know that your finances is where they are. He know that all all of this stuff is jumping, but he said, if you just hold on, I'm, I'm going to take you through some things uh, that's going to get you ready for some more things. Uh, and as long as we down here, oh Lord, right there, as long as we're down on this earth uh, God has said I'm just going to take you higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher because there is no one that you can turn to there is no one that you can call on. There is no one that you can lean on. So I know what you need. I am the first. I am the last. I'm the beginning. I am the end. He said, wait a minute. Why are you doing all of that? I'm the Lord. I'm the king. I'm Yahweh. I gave you life. I spoke all of this into existence. I'm the one that stepped from nowhere and stepped out on something and spoke all of this into existence. And you telling me that you don't trust me with your life? The one that breathed life in you? How you gonna buy a brand new car that's never been driven before and scared to drive it because you think it might break down? 
brand new car straight off the showcase. No, 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 we're not going to drive that one because, see, that one right there, you know, the, the story says that, you know, he, that car can't be trusted. I guarantee you if we had a brand new something in our parking, in our garage right now, it would be out there. Because we won't think twice about that new car. But when it comes to God and our situation and our affairs, we think, we think, we think, we play around with it, we, we juggle it around, we, yo, Lord, I don't know, Lord, I, I mean, I mean, you know, I wonder if he's really gone. And the reality is, he'll do it if you let him. You just got to let him. It's not rocket science, it's not, it's not hard to figure out. Just let God be God. Because he says, who is like me? Who is like me? There is no other God like me. You know, there may be somebody here that that haven't made that connection with God yet. And you want to make that connection. You want to trust him a little more. You want to believe him a little more. Now, we're getting ready for our revival. We're getting ready for a baptism. And that's, that's what I, you know, I, I find joy in bringing people to Jesus. We had a, we had a saying when I was out there, and I know, I know y'all pray for me. That, that we used to take, we used to say, we used to take them out there and leave them. So take them out there and leave them. Well, now I don't take folk out there and leave them. I bring them in and leave them. Bring you into this family. Bring you into this church. Bring you into a loving relationship with God. I can only do so much. I can only, I can only speak so much. My, I don't even think my words are all that eloquent. I don't even, I mean, I hear individuals say that was a powerful message, pastor, that was great. But no, you know, when you hear it so often, you're kind of, you know, just being real, you just, you know, sometimes it can become cliche. And so I don't, I don't walk around like, like I have all the answers because I don't. I don't, I don't, you know, I look at other individuals in their ministry and, and it seems as if, you know, people are flourishing and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just me. But the difference is, is that I can only be me. I can't be nobody else. And so when I say, I just want to see people in the kingdom, that's all I got. I don't have no magic wand, uh, no magic words to get you to Jesus. And, and, and we'll hold you up and encourage you along the way. Because there, there are some prayer warriors in this church. It's one thing I love about our church. We have prayer warriors. We pray in here. We, we study in here. This is a studying church. Our deacons are studying. The elders we meet. And we, and, we, and we spend time. We meet on Wednesdays and we talk about the word of God. We meet on Sabbath morning and we talk about the word of God. 
But all of that studying and all of that, you know, it means nothing if, if we're not committed to being a witness for Jesus. Because that's what this is all boiling down to. Your life is a witness. What you do on your job is a witness. You hitting and missing every, it's a witness. You witnessing to somebody. They seeing you. You giving them an excuse. You giving them reason. But what do you think if they saw you here every time, you know, we, we, we play that game, you know, who going who gonna to miss church first? <laughs> if we were to play that game, I wonder, I wonder who will win. Matter of fact, let's just start right now. Next Sabbath, we're going to see who's going to miss church first. Look around and take note and see who's in here. <laughs> Said, I'll pass. We don't want to play that game. <laughs> Said, <laughs> we don't want to play that game. And folk online said, I'm glad I wasn't there that Sabbath. <laughs> but I just, I love the Lord. I don't need a whole bunch. I told my wife, and I'm going to end with this right here. I told my wife, and I said it before here, I told my wife, and we were in the heart of the pandemic. And I was in my living room preaching. And then, and, you know, we had church, and, and um, I turned my phone off, and, and, um, and she was in the kitchen and everything. And, and boy, I was, I was like right there. You know, I was at home. I told my wife, I walked in the kitchen. I felt good. I, I macked up in the kitchen. I was like, I like baby, I said, sure. I, baby, I can enjoy this. I mean, I mean, yeah. She said, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. She said, I need to get back into church. Watch your mouth. She said, the devil is a liar. She said, I need to be in the church. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm, I'm loving this. Ain't nobody coming in my office, knocking on the door. I ain't got to worry about all that. No, I mean, I love meeting and greeting. See, y'all going to look at me like, I, I told you, y'all going to be looking at me sideways. Like, that's a pastor. You got to sidestep me. But you know that old saying, you say, you can't handle the truth. That's why we don't tell you, because you can't handle the truth. <laughs> but no, I love being here. And I was loving it before the pandemic. But what happened was in the pandemic, like with most of us, we got comfortable. Anybody get comfortable? They don't look at me like pastor don't like us. No, I do. I love you. I got comfortable. And why is it that you can get comfortable but I can't? I told you, I'm going to be real with you. I got comfortable, and I macked in the kitchen, and I told her, I said, baby, I can do this. I, man, we could just stay online. I'll just preach, and when I get finished, i just hit in. Hey, good night. Happy Sabbath. God bless you. Amen. God bless over. But I got in here and I realized what I've been missing. I, you know, and you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. It wasn't at this church. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it right there. You're, y'all gonna do the math in a minute and be like, pandemic. <laughs> I know y'all, some, y'all quick on y'all, on y'all seat I would say feet but y'all sitting down uh, y'all gonna do the math and y'all figure it out but it wasn't here when I got here I couldn't wait to get in I'm gonna tell you why and I'm gonna sit down because I'm preaching online every Sabbath 
and y'all looking at me and seeing me, but I couldn't see you. And I was feeling some kind of way because I like going to Walmart and I had to behave myself because I didn't know who my members were. (laughs) I had to pick the bread like a holy man. But y'all looking at me, and, and I, I, I'm not going to call nobody out, but, but somebody, it was after, the, after we had gotten back in here, but somebody, somebody walked right past me. <laughs> walked right past me. I didn't call nobody out. <laughs> but she was, she was about her father's business, she said. But listen, I love you guys. Listen, I want everybody saved. And if you want to be a part of this family, if you want to be a part of this family, just come see us and we'll make that happen. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your love and your kindness and your blessings. We pray that something was said that would draw us closer to you. And as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Let's put our hands together and worship God in this place. Didn't we enjoy the word of God today, man? Didn't you get blessed today? Knowing the kind of God that we serve, we're just going to press our way from this place. Please close your eyes. Dear God, we thank you so much for having been in this space today, God. We thank you for the message, Lord, to let us know that you are God. You are the King. You are the Almighty God. You are everything. So, God, as we leave this place, take us to our places of home. Take us to our places of rest, those that are on the highway. Lord, keep them safe until we return to your place again. In Jesus' name, let everyone in the building say amen. 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 Praise 